GothicMedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of SpecFicMedia.com presents Consumption. This is episode 9 for, what's today, October 16th. 2013. I'm in a different room, but hopefully we'll, we'll uh, not have any uh, issues with connectivity in here. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to have a special guest today, um, Nicole. The, uh, the government shutdown, though. Yes, but we had a government <laughs> shutdown, and uh, she she was <laughs> under the weather, so we are going guestless today, and maybe pantsless if if Viv has anything to say about it. Well, I think we should take a lesson from the the Nerdist, and it's not a guest list. It's a hostful. Yes. <laughs> a hostful. Yes. yes. The episodes so. you can just skip. I love Aww. the hostfuls. <laughs> I like the interview ones also, but I definitely enjoy the hostfuls. We have uh, uh, Nicole will be around next week uh, after she sees Gravity, so we'll have a in-depth discussion there. Hopefully you guys can... Uh, can see it as well. Uh, Christiana has seen it, right? I see. I've actually seen it twice now. Awesome. When the continuing resolution is signed and my husband has a memo that he's getting a paycheck, <laughs> that's the night we're going to see it. I promise. <laughs> there's no entertainment money when there's no income. I understand that. We have the free entertainment or the free, inter- free entertainment we've previously paid for in a cable bill and that sort free of thing. Free to us. Too, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, we do have, uh, a lot of stuff. We, we did not have a show last week, so we can talk about television and some video games. I know Christiana and I have been playing, uh, and any, any other things, um, get the, the communicating communication with us out in the front here. So if you're watching live on Google plus or on YouTube, you can, uh, you're on Google Plus. There's a Q&A that should be up that you can uh, post questions. If you're on YouTube, you can do the comments there, and uh, I'll track the Q&A. And Chooch can is keeping an eye on YouTube, I believe. And then, um, um, if you're l- listening or watching this after the fact, you can call us uh, at 704-9811-SFM or 1736, uh, so you can. Uh, uh, leave us a voicemail, and we'll try to include that in a future show. You can uh, also email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. Um, and so get that out of the way. And so we were not here last week. Chooch, what sort of fun stuff have you been doing the last couple of weeks besides worrying about the government? <laughs> besides working without getting paid? Um <laughs> A lot of TV consuming is continuing with the the current season, and some shows are already starting to drop out for us. I'd say. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Like what? What? What's what's fallen off the list so far? Go ahead, sweetie. I think that we can agree that Brooklyn Nine Nine is off of the DVR list, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Sadly, because I really love Andy Sandberg, but it's just tonight. I think we were what four episodes in. Mm-hmm. I'm out. 
first mm-hmm. two or three were pretty funny, but and that's already started to kind of yeah. wear out. Yeah, it's sad because I love Andre Brower, but uh, yes. not oh. not the type of show I want to see him in, though. Mm-hmm. What show did I liken it to, honey? I was like, oh, it's this, but for this age group. Hmm. I forgot what it was. There was um, oh, it was a female um, supervisor, though. I can't think of what it was. Um, yeah, the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. We watched the premiere and immediately discarded it. <laughs> yeah, I was really, I was really sad about that because I, I watched. I, I mean, the previews and stuff looked good, and I watched about fifteen minutes of it, and that was about it. I, I, I was just like, oh, sorry. I, you guys watched the the other one, the other Once Upon a Time, the um, Neverland. Or well, I just previous. mean like the Wonderland is is. The new I, show, I th- and I didn't know. Yeah, so isn't there the original one that's continuing and a spinoff? Yeah, I never, or- I never watched yes. the original. Okay, right. okay, so that's that's what I was wondering yeah. is like, is this a uh, new, you know, a discard new. as someone who is already a fan of the other one or no? no. So okay. yeah, yeah, I had never watched any of them. So they were doing Wonderland, and then they're doing Neverland. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Wonderland, yeah, I thought the first five minutes or ten minutes were like really intriguing, and then for me, it just went downhill. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, think, I think I either fell asleep or I just don't remember what happened, which says a lot. Um, <laughs> she would probably know based on snoring if I was awake or asleep, but I, I, li- I like that she was kind of a badass. She was a you know pretty cool little Alice, but you know, it didn't other than the rabbit was cool. I thought the effects they did for the rabbit was really cool, but yeah, the story wasn't intriguing at all and Effects were okay, but and and very you know tropey. Yeah. Right. Any shows you've started watching, Christiana, and given up on? Um. Or really, the only the only new show that I'm I'm watching this season is um, Agents of Shield, which I have not yet given up on because I still like Mm it. Um, I think it's been a little uneven. I I haven't liked any of the newer episodes better than I liked the first one, which mm-hmm. I really loved. Yeah. And but I I have found things that I like about all of the other ones since then as well. And so I'm still very positive about the show overall. Um, and so I'm what what I'm hoping about it though is that it will develop more and not ignore the ideas of being a little uncomfortable with some of the ways that Shield operates. Right. Um, Because I feel like they keep bringing up little mentions of it here and there, but I want them. I I'm hoping that they are actually going to do something with that and not just uh, have it be, let's make a snarky aside about something and then have it not actually be a theme. Um, In particular, like this most recent episode, there was this whole bit of, um, you know, they tracked down the uh, this uh, rogue agent through Instagram photos. Yeah. And yeah, and Colson cool. actually talks about just like you know this part of our job is so much easier now people are surveilling <laughs> themselves yeah and so I like that and I hope that that sort of idea develops more yeah because in the in the movie there there was definitely indications that you know not everything about Shield is fighting bad guys and saving the world I mean there's yeah. some there's some darker elements to that and uh, and I hope that that does actually get developed. I'm optimistic that it will, but I would just be really disappointed if it didn't. Right. 
I've, I've enjoyed it as well. And I thought this last episode was much better than like the, the one where they were in the, in the jungles of South America for the beginning. Yeah. And then yeah, that was this my one least was much favorite better. of the four yeah. so far. That was um, opposite for me. This was my least favorite. <laughs> wow. I thought it just got really, uh, really cliche and tropey. So a lot of the writing, a lot of the dialogue was just really bad. Hmm. Just really generic. Hmm. I'm still in, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The I, only um, other. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, since we're talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. And this isn't really a spoiler since we they haven't revealed. So, have you have any theories for you, Christiana, being the comic book fan? More oh, of, of what's fan, going on with Coulson? Of what of what Coulson might be, or the I think he's a robot. I think he's like yeah, a, li- think a life model decoy. A life model decoy. That's my guess as well. Um, um, just although, anyone who's not familiar with the comics, that's that's a big thing that happens frequently with Shield a lot. Is that they have robots that are, uh, you know, basically you no one can tell the difference between the robot and the actual guy until they, the robot gets blown up and then we say, oh, but he's actually oh he was actually over here the whole time, um, but I, right. I think that's my guess. And that's they would have speculation. to speculation. Uh, that's not a spoiler. Oh, yeah. That is speculation yes. before anybody starts. <laughs> that's absolutely true. I have no foreknowledge of what's going to happen on the show. They would have to change something with that because the whole idea of the life model decoy is that, that you're sort of remote operating it sort of like looking through the life model decoy as it represents you. What if a, he's a brain a in a situation. jar controlling the life model decoy? Yeah. Cause, cause if it is a life model decoy, they've sort of, I mean, it's a secret from him and some, you know, at least what they've sort of intimated that these things have happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's had the lines where they've talked about, you know, where he can't handle, he didn't handle the gun very well. And he's like, oh, I'm, I must be rusty. And he's, but he says that like three times in the episode. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, he must be a robot or they're just making that rust joke way too often. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they I went, my mind just went to Dalek. Maybe he's a little brain <laughs> inside of a body. Well, yeah, no, like that. I, I wasn't yep. necessarily thinking like inside him, although that's yeah, a cool yeah. idea. But yeah, what if, um, what if like they they saved his brain so somewhere, but it, it's like a brain in a jar that's just getting VR to think that it's actually in the bot in the robot body. Mm-hmm. Right. right. The other uh, uh, possibility that I that I've sort of latched onto just because they have made mention more than once of him being in the islands and that it was magical. And I've always been a big mm-hmm. Dr. Strange fan and uh, yeah. the idea that there's some, you know, there, there are definitely magical Marvel heroes that they could sort of leverage or pull in to say, this is how he was saved through some sort of magical means, but mm-hmm. could be know, just it's, from a it's certainly lines. true that the, uh, what him saying it's a magical place did seem like it was not a, um, arbitrarily selected word. Right. Um, my other, uh, television show that I've been watching, I haven't given up. I'm still, I'm on the edge with the blacklist. I still love James Bader and, and what he's doing on the show, but the, we haven't watched any other episodes. It's, it's, it's hard. It's going to be really hard for them to make that work for an extended period of time. Cause it's, mm-hmm. you know, each episode is, 
you know, him outsmarting the FBI, making them think that he is, you know, giving them this information for this one thing, but he's really just sort of using them for his own means. And, you know, it's, it's worked really well a couple of times. And then there were a couple episodes. I'm just like, eh, Eh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still on the edge. I'll, I'll still watch it a couple more times just to see if they, they you know, go mm. and get get better at it or, or change it up somehow to make the possibility of extending it uh, you know, possible. So. Chooch, did we remember to put that on the DVR for a series? Or, cause I, didn't, I don't think happened. so. I think we just recorded the premiere and, and spaced it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, mm, I, I enjoyed the... Uh, the premiere, but I yeah. didn't have enough interest to keep watching. Right. And um, oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, and then the other show that I've been watching that I've definitely not giving up on is uh, Sleepy Hollow. Um, it's already been picked up for a second season, so it's definitely gotten the ratings, and they've done a really good job um, sort of mixing the whole mythology with you know, story of the week that they can wrap up. They've done a really good job with that, I think. And, uh, you know, two, two beautiful main characters and all that doesn't hurt. And they've, uh, (laughs) got good chemistry. And he's got, he's got a, you know, his wife that's, you know, in purgatory. I'm sure that, you know, so there's no romantic attraction between the two leads. They're just, you know, they're working Yet. together. And it, that, yeah. That. I, I well, it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. Cause it's, uh, it would, it would be disappointing if they went, went down that route, I think. But, uh, well, let's hope that they uh, are really around good. long enough that that becomes a problem. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so I've really enjoyed that. Um, anything else people have been, been watching? Um, the, uh, the Netflix original series Orange is the New Black. So it's it's not like part of the new season the way some of these other shows are, but uh, it is available all now on Netflix. And I and I watched through that that whole run. I believe it's either thirteen or fourteen um, episodes uh, on Netflix, and uh, I I really enjoyed that. I I like it a lot. Um, it's basically. You know, uh, it's it's from the showrunner of Weeds, which I enjoyed for a couple of seasons and then kind of fell away from. But it it has sort of a similar, you know, some serious like character based drama, but also a lot of uh, humor too. And you know, just the basic premise of uh, you know a uh, uh, a young woman who is living the perfect ordinary life now, but had some dark stuff in her past has has it catch up with her and has to go to prison. Um, and so, um, you know, it's good. People should watch it. I, I feel like if, if it's, it's one of those shows where you can watch one episode and if you want to watch more then you should watch the whole thing. Um, if you have not watched any of it, you know, or yet you wouldn't necessarily know, but the first episode can pretty much tell you like, so if you watch that and you're saying, ah, this is not for me, the rest of the series isn't going to convince you. I agree with that. Uh, Chooch has got. That uh, was the Penny Arcade uh, a yes. couple days ago. <laughs> Are you watching Orange, Orange is the New Black? I am not. It's a fish out of water prison drama about the dangers of doing the right thing. No thanks. I'm good. I think I'm going to choose. It has Donna from that 70s show, Topless. <laughs> Why is that not the title of the show? <laughs> that does happen. 
Wow. It, it was not the primary appeal for me, but you know, <laughs> I did yeah. always like Donna. Though. Thank you, Penny Arcade. <laughs> Thank you, Penny Arcade, for giving me a new show to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I watched through that and enjoyed it. But it is also um, just the nature of those Netflix shows where you know it, it's great to binge watch shows on Netflix, but now who knows how long it'll be before the mm -hmm. next series. Yeah. And so it's like, that's a little frustrating. Yeah. We find, I find at least we've been, we definitely watch them faster than waiting week by week, but we generally will only do like a couple episodes a night and slow it down somewhat. But yeah, it's definitely goes, seems to go by too fast. Yeah. I'll and that was show, a great I've show. Been, I'll tell you a show I've been binge watching. That's the Venture Brothers. I'm almost done with season one. So I, I awesome. But that's all that's on Netflix. So I'll have to uh, figure out what to do after that. So. Well, the, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll just have to buy the discs or find some alternate strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll see what's on the. Actually, I wonder if the I, I wonder Amazon if the episodes are available on iTunes or Amazon or something like that. Like yeah, you know, I'll they they might not out. be free streaming, but. Yeah, I'll look at Amazon Prime and all that stuff. I got to figure mm -hmm. out what I can do. I just yeah. finished mainlining the Tudors, which is free right now, actually, with Amazon Prime Video, which I had actually watched the first two seasons previously when they aired. But um, I, I, it's, I've got kind of like an aversion to the lead actor, the Jonathan Rice, Reese Myers, however you mm. pronounce it. Um, and huh, pardon. I was agreeing. You said it correctly, I believe. Oh. Um, so, anyways, I've just got kind of like a natural aversion to him, anyways, and so I gave up after two two seasons, and uh, watched seasons three and four just because you know history and stuff, and um, that. The things that I that the most interesting thing to take from it that I found was was actually a production decision, which was that they didn't let him out of the four seasons. He didn't start to get old or fat until episode, uh, season four, and it's like it goes from like episode three to like episode five. He doubles in size and and ages tremendously, and so they have a weird timeline that they follow, and um. But otherwise, I um, I think it's it was historically accurate to the few facts that I know about him. Just the usual thing about all the wives and beheadings and stuff. It was uh, really interesting. It was um, it was really interesting to watch while the whole furlough uh, U.S. government federal thing shut down going on. <laughs> the furlough. Um, it was interesting to see how that. And then another show that we've been watching, Deadwood. There's a lot of stuff going on with the with the politics and that Deadwood so much. Honey, I'm, so I just, great. I, I want to do like, I think we should do a separate Deadwood episode where we just talk totally about Deadwood. I've got an oh, idea man. of somebody to bring in that I know that did a rewatch recently. And so. uh, yeah, I, I don't want to mess sure. it up for you if you haven't caught up with the, the end of what they, they made, but it's, it's, we, I think we've got like, it's a rewatch for 
for Chooch. I think you said there's like six episodes yeah, left. I think it's we've the got first watch yeah, for me. Five or so left to watch. Well, so it's not that it's left at a terrible place or anything, mm-hmm. but they did definitely expect to be doing another season when they finished this one. Yeah. And then when they didn't weren't going to get another season, they talked about wanting to do like like a two hour movie. Yeah. to wrap everything up but then by the time they were you know everyone was dragging their feet and then by the time that might have happened all the actors had gone off and on to do other mm-hmm. things and so yeah. it was just like it whole thing fell apart and so it's just kind of uh, for a show that i love so much it yeah. was kind of a bummer that they didn't really get to finish the whole story they wanted to tell yeah. i mean se- season three wraps up i think in a in an okay way but it's yeah. definitely you're definitely left with storm clouds on the horizon that never get to arrive yeah i've i've really been loving it um and i think chooch is um um i definitely enjoying the rewatch we've got he's got us on this like little schedule of when we watch stuff now and it just kind of all flows (laughs) we start off with some gravity falls or some adventure time and then we watch whatever the whether it's shield or you know sleepy hollow or whatever and then it'll be you know, Deadwood. <laughs> you have to, you can't have Deadwood on before you know it gets dark and it's just one of those shows that you want to really like sit back and enjoy movie style. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Al Swearengen is just one of the all-time memorable TV characters oh for me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, love yeah, so deep. My love affair with Timothy Oliphant started there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. See, mine actually started with the movie Go, where he plays oh, a... Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, the bad guy. Well, he's not really, well, though. Yeah, he seems you're right, like you're he right, is right. at first, but then it's... Yeah, that's right. He's a good drug dealer. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's so... <laughs> no, yeah, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> um, the, I, I was describing him the other day, because I think... Um, his character actually came up when we were talking about the very venture Christmas uh, venture brothers episode, when we were doing something ventured, nothing gained because here's the connection is that Triana's outfit at the Christmas party is somewhat reminiscent of the one that um, the main character, uh, I'm forgetting the actress's name, but the main character in go the blonde mm. girl, she wears this outfit, like with the wreath of a holly on her, mm-hmm. on her head and everything. And so that's how we started talking about go. And then I mentioned how appealing <laughs> Todd Gaines is in that movie, Timothy Oliphant, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah. So his, uh, it, it's not a drug dealer with a heart of gold exactly, but it's gold plated. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like, you know, can have fun for a while before it gets too yucky. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, actually on the Nerdist, they interviewed uh, William Fitchner. And oh, yeah. as talking about different roles and saying like, you know, what was you know, your favorite role or what did you really get into? And he said, I'm going to have to say go. And mm-hmm. it was like, I was like squeeing because I love that movie. I watch yeah. it at least once a year, twice a year. He has such and, a fun role yeah. in that movie too. And he was so great in it. I was like... I never hear about that movie and for him to call it out was really cool. And they, they, uh, they were talking about, um, you know, Lysium was coming up cause I'd listened to it and it was an older episode and, uh, they had talked about, you know, him in contact and like, wait a minute, you've been in every Jodie Foster sci-fi movie. 
<laughs> That's right, I have. <laughs> it's yeah, a secret I really like code. <laughs> It's one of those movies I, I've seen once and then somebody mentions them and it's like, man, I need to watch that movie again. Which one? Good. Go. 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 Mm. It's a Christmas I think movie. Has, it's on at least an annual rotation. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. So any Neither, other oh. TV shows anybody's watching? Did anybody catch the Walking Dead premiere? Oh, yes. Um, yes. yes. Uh, I, so I guess. I guess so. I, you know, it, for me, I, you know, I, I still like the show. I'm still going to continue watching it, but it, even, even after the season four premiere, it, it has sort of fallen back away from being something where I'm like, all right, walking dead and more like, Oh, okay. Walk, it's time for mm-hmm. walking dead. I'll watch it. Cause I watched that show um, and I enjoy it. And it, so it's not, I'm not like complaining, but it also has kind of stopped being, this appointment viewing where it's like, okay, well, Sunday at nine, that's the time that I watch walking dead. It's, it's more like, yes, my DVR is set to record it. And, uh, if I'm watching TV at that point, maybe I'll decide to watch that. Maybe I'll decide to watch Homeland and, uh, you know, uh, I'll record it and watch it later, but I don't necessarily because I feel like last season, I was tuning in immediately every week. It was like definitely the thing that I was always going to watch live, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not feeling it quite as much this season, even though I don't really have any complaints about the premiere. Yeah. yeah I, I, my guess and my hope is that it's, you know, they're setting up comfy life, a little bit of mm-hmm. conflict, and then they're going to turn everything on its head. That's so well, I'm hoping I think it'll the become idea riveting. Of- yeah, I yeah. I think a disease arc has a lot of potential because it really oh, yeah. um it can make this fortress stronghold of the prison that they've uh, set up into a dangerous place again. Mm-hmm. And just this very idea that uh you know Rick was telling this woman in the woods about like their safety in numbers, mm-hmm. well it kind of undermines that because the this disease is going to be more of a problem the more people you have in a small area. Yeah. Yeah, yep. definitely. I, I like that. I think that that has a lot of potential. Oh, look, we've got Mad Marv in the uh, Q&A app. Although all he says right now is, hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> oh. hi, hi, Mad guys. Marv. Question answered. <laughs> Question answered. <laughs> hi, hi. Done. I've been doing a rewatch of Charlie Jade, which is a Ooh. sci-fi show that didn't really get a lot of exposure a few years ago. Uh- I heard good things about it, but I never saw it. Is yeah, it worth I watching? It I, th- I think it's definitely worth watching. It's it's very artistic. There's you know, there's a lot of uh, doubling. Like somebody will say a word and it'll double it from another camera angle, and it's got you know, it's dark and it's moody and a lot of you know music and um, so it's very stylistic. Um, I don't want to say blade runnery, but I guess kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's this futuristic world where there are parallel universes and you start off mm-hmm. in the, the alpha verse and this company basically runs the country and they've got everybody chipped complete, you know, um, society where every, every movement's tracked and watched and everything. And we find out that they, this company has connected to two other parallel universes and they're able to transport people and objects between the universes. 
and in comes Charlie Jade, who's a detective, private eye, and he gets thrown into one of the other universes. So he's trying to get his bearings, figure out what's going on. And this universe is technologically at least 50 years in the past. And the other universe is actually even further removed. It's more rainforesty and and more um, more peaceful and all that kind of thing. And so it's got a really great bad guy, um, uh, O1 boxer, who is able to travel between the universes at will. And his father had founded the company, and now he's in bad health. So he's like, kind of like subverting the company and trying to take it over in some universes. And he's got a, this really interesting kind of multiple personality disorder where he's kind of a different guy in each universe. Each universe has uh, a different color palette, so you know where you're at, but it has subtitles to tell you where you're at. And so there's a lot of really interesting uh-huh. ideas and a lot of great action, a lot of really good acting. And it was it was written, there's these two creators, I can't think of the name of their names off the top of my head, but they got funding together between uh they got grants from the Canadian government and grants from South Africa. They film in South Africa and it was a joint venture and it was broadcast on space in Canada and, and a, a few other countries. It was never broadcast in the U S I don't think, I think no. like sci-fi may have done a marathon of it once, but mm. they never released it on DVD in the U S I don't believe it's not, you can't stream it anywhere. Yeah. Um, Mad Marv asks, isn't Charlie Jade the show that Mike and Evo praised a lot back in the day? I'm pretty sure it is. Probably. I'm pretty sure that's where I heard about yes. it. Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember them them interviewing on Slice of Sci-Fi, interviewing the creators way back when. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely worth it. I'm um, There's 20 episodes for the season, and I think I've got four left to go to reach the end. And I did watch it way back when, but um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, Mad Marv did actually ask another question of did, when did they take away the chat room? I think just to clarify, it, it's we, we've got a little bit of a, a split because uh, the Q and A app is if you're watching on Google Plus, and the the only chat we had before was just the comments on the YouTube stream, which are still there. Um, you just mm-hmm. have to be watching it there. So I guess you could pull up the YouTube stream and go to the comments <laughs> page. And this will be watching the stream from Google Plus, so yeah. you can do both, I guess. But so yeah, it's it's not gone. It's just kind of, although there's there doesn't seem to be anybody in there over there at the moment. Yeah, since they've been fast and furiously updating things, I'm sure they're going to merge into Plus at some point. Well, everything's constantly changing. Like I use a, a software package called Pamela to record uh, Skype. But I just recently started getting a little message from Skype saying that starting in December, my Pamela is not going to work with the new API wow. anymore. Thanks, Mike. Now, that may just be that um, it'll, it'll just have to be a new update for Pamela and yeah, that'll fix it. I'm but sure I Pamela don't know that yet. I hope they do. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Charlie Jade. Very good. Um, also, oh. No, go ahead. I was going to say, we saw a. Uh, interesting movie somewhat recently called safety not guaranteed. Ooh, I I've heard uh, about that. Yeah. My friend Kevin said that that was excellent and that I should watch it, but I haven't got into my queue, but I haven't watched it yet. It's really interesting. It's, it's a lower you know, budget movie. It's not whiz bang sci-fi, 
but it so follows. It, is it oh. actually sci-fi, or is that even a spoiler to say whether there's real sci-fi? Yeah, in I it? guess. Yeah, I guess I can't say it's sci-fi because it's really it's conversational, <laughs> really. Um, the movie follows Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation, and uh, there's some Scott other Scott Pilgrim and <laughs> Scott Pilgrim. Fucking Scott. Um, <laughs> some other people I didn't recognize. They're investigating this crazy classified ad about time travel. Mm-hmm. And I think some people have seen it go around the internet, the, a clipping of it. Um, well, wasn't it a real classified ad that they didn't know who had put out? And then that's what inspired the movie. That's, that, like that's the, what I read. Who knows if it's viral, right? Right, right. That's the mm-hmm. kind of urban legend. It was the real ad appeared in the backwoods home classifieds. And it in 1997, and it read, Wanted, somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. P.O. Box, blah, blah, blah. You'll get paid after we get back. Must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I have only done this once before. And it ends up, (laughs) it was actually a a joke. It was a filler by the senior editor of that um, magazine. So um, she kind of gets sucked into this guy's life who's, you know, he's got all these conspiracy theories and, and so they're becoming friends and she falls into it. And um, it, it's really interesting. Like I said, it's very conversational. It did feel a little long to me, but it's quirky and funny and overall I'd really recommend seeing it. And, and it's got payoffs at the end too. You know, it's like there's, you know, conspiracies and mysteries and, and they wrap it all up. Cool. Um, uh, that is on Netflix streaming. Yeah, it, easy watch. It's not. It's not new, but I finally watched World War Z, which I had always had some reservations about, just because. Well, for two two big reasons. One was it was really clear that they weren't doing what was actually in the book, which is like this anthology story about like different corners of the world all dealing with this thing and how all of those pieces together ultimately, you know, led to it and it being this real ensemble thing. And instead, so it's Brad Pitt saves the world with waves of cannon fodder soldiers. Um, but, uh, and so that was one reason is I was just wary of that approach. And then the second was, although it was visually interesting, all those swarms of zombies, I just felt like, like I like I don't believe that. I like I, I don't believe that human beings, even if their brains were messed up enough to make them want to do that, I don't believe that they could do that. You know, that that like climbing up the walls like that, like this like pile like ants do. Like I don't I don't believe human bodies could do that. Right. Um and it's so like I out of mind. I just had well, no, I like it's not a matter of like their brains organized enough to do it. It's more a matter of like physically it would crush the ones on the bottom and the whole thing would collapse. Like I, I just like I didn't I did not believe in the structural integrity <laughs> of, the of those structures. Um, Fair enough. And so and That's and that just argument. took me out of it. You know, it's like it's you know, it's one thing where you saw the waves of people like running off the side of the building. It's like, okay. But just like where they're climbing up the the side of that huge wall or whatever, I was just like, oh, like that takes me out because I don't believe that could happen. It, it's not a matter of I don't believe in zombies. It's a matter of I don't believe zombies could do that. And I, and I'm not trying to be nerdy about like what zombies can or cannot do. I'm just saying that it's like 
you know, I, I have someone no say, um, it makes total you know, sense to me. You know, we everyone knows it's like, oh yeah, you know, when people get uh, um, adrenaline, they get really strong. Well, like if they showed a person lifting 50 tons and it's supposed to be just a regular person and the explanation is, oh, it's because they've got a lot adrenaline. I'm going to say, no, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, that's just kind of how I felt here is that it's like, I just don't believe human bodies could be made to do that regardless of what kind of zombie they are. But anyway, I watched it and it's not terrible, but all the problems I expected to have with it, I did have with it. It And right. it's also... It's about one full act too long, I think. But yeah, other, I otherwise, it's you know, I, I, I'm glad I watched it, but I am also glad that I didn't go to see it in the theater because. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have not seen it yet. I, I'll watch it at some point when it's free somewhere. But. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch. Not you're talking about older movies. I. I, I, the more I watch the movie, the more I love it. Is the the Adjustment Bureau? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just really dig the story. You know, the love story works for me, and just the 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 uh, science fiction elements of it. You know, the mm-hmm. or fantastical elements, however you want to yeah. view it. Uh, I just it, it's a good story, and I really like the the how they pulled it off. Or the guy who wrote it and directed it. I don't know if he's done anything else. I can't remember his story. Yeah. I just remember his name that came up, you know, at the end, do pretty much doing everything on the movie. And I, I didn't recognize it as far as, you know, someone that's done other stuff. He probably has, but I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. If it was a, you know, first or second movie, you know, for that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. definitely recommend that. Yeah, that was kind of an underrated movie or sleeper, I guess, maybe because I feel like yeah. a lot of, didn't get a lot of chatter, but I enjoyed it too. Yeah, it was, I had to go and look and see which movie you were talking about. I absolutely loved that movie. That was really, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah. Emily. I like Blunt. every movie that Matt Damon's in. It's I'm important. finding that to be my case as well. But no, it's a. It had a really <laughs> I strong. Like some cast. more than others, but just his presence instantly bumps it up. That was one where when it was on the movie channels, every you know, I'd be flipping through and I'd right. watch it every Stop time I stopped watching. on it. Yeah, yeah. wherever I'm it was finding at. that to be true with Five Year Engagement, which is also Emily Blunt. <laughs> Emily Blunt yeah. <laughs> totally different kind of a movie, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that <laughs> and was then a speaking. Good movie. Speaking of Matt Damon, I uh, I'm watching Thirty Rock for the first time, and it's gotten to the point where he's started mm-hmm, yeah. being in it, and uh, he's he's just funny. I I think he he has a fun chemistry with um, Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's also a lot of fun in uh, what's the Don Cheadle show? Uh, House oh, of Lies. House of Lies. Oh, I did, I guess I did. I haven't been watching that, so I didn't oh, even realize. It's great. It it's a it's a version of him that. I'll, it's like the tabloid version of just him. leave it just leave it's, it just go see it it's yeah, awesome even it's, if you just you watch, watch the one it, episode with him in it it's awesome <laughs> well I, I liked him in Eurotrip Eurotrip you guys even, even remember Lord, that one I don't know that I saw that I don't think I ever never saw Eurotrip a lot of those, one of those kind of blend into each other yeah. they do it's but I recommend that anyone check out Eurotrip I think that particular one transcends that sort of subgenre that mm-hmm. it's in 
Um, I definitely think that one is is worth watching, even though many of the similar ones are forgettable. But um, Matt Damon is uh, got a he's got a shaved head and he's a punk rocker and like piercings and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's singing at a party and he's basically the guy that the main character's girlfriend is cheating on him with. Yeah, and he sings this song <laughs> called. Uh, so he's singing at the party that this guy's at and 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 the song is scotty doesn't know the main character's name oh, is that's scott right yeah. and the whole song is about how <laughs> i'm sleeping with this dude's girlfriend and he doesn't even know and so he, the main character has just found this out and he's at this party and he's embarrassed and and the 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 guy on stage is singing a song of, and it's and it's matt damon all punked out um, yeah, and then the song becomes that. this running gag throughout the movie because the song actually takes off and becomes like a viral hit and everybody knows it all over the world and stuff. <laughs> that makes me think of, um, it was Say Anything, wasn't it, with, that had uh, Lily Thomas in it and Ioni Sky and John Cusack where she's singing a song. She she keeps writing a song about this guy that she's cheating with and the, his girlfriend is there at the party, but she still does this whole stalker thing. Was it in that kind of a vein? Uh, I feel like I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I don't remember, but yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Yes, it was like it. It was just like that. Just oh my god, like Joe Probably Lyons. inspired by it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Mad Marv over in the um, comments uh, mentions that there is a bad lip readings Game of Thrones video, yeah. which I haven't I haven't watched Ooh. yet, but I did see oh. it, a link to it on io9.com um, that Posted. indicated that it was. It was good, and it should be should be watched by people who are, you know, entertained by Game of Thrones and funny things. Posted twelve hours ago. The last one they did was actually Walking Dead, Bad Reading, which was brilliant, brilliantly done. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, musical yeah. number. You, you sh- yes, you did that one. You showed <laughs> me that one with the governor and the singing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> So if we've hit most of the movies and TV, uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, one is the the growing number of board game conversions for iOS apps and oh, probably mm-hmm. uh, Android as well. But they recently released Pandemic uh, on iOS and. Um, really like that board game, but it's one of those games where, of course, you got to have, you know, I only play board games when Chooch and Viv come visit or, mm. <laughs> or I'm up there and the idea of having the, I mean, it's a full game and it, it really simplifies the game because of some, you know, the rule stuff that you have to think about is, of course, done automatically in the background and you can, you know, do it, you know, online with three other people or you can play single player where you're sort of playing, you know, it's a, it's a cooperation game. So you can play, you know, instead of having four players, you can have, you know, the four roles, um, that, that are, uh, and you're basically playing, you know, all the player, the players in the game. Um, and it works really well, very good visually and, um, that sort of thing. Um, another one, which is actually an, uh, an update. I've had it, ever since it came out, was uh, they've got the iOS version of uh, Small World, um, which is a good board game. Paulette's in quick Q&A. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And um, 
when it first came out, they didn't have, they just had the, like the pass and play type thing where, you, you know, if you're playing with somebody else in person, you could play the game as two player. And now they have it where you can have up to, I think four players and it's, you can either have friends or you can just, you know, do like a online matching type thing and play with other players. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a really good game. It's sort of a mix of a risk type game with, uh, role playing, not role playing. You have different, card combinations, you have races and you have certain abilities and the, the randomization of it is you deal the cards out and then you, you can play as, as a race for a certain number of turns and then you can change and get a new, a new race um, and continue on and, and uh, it's like a 10 round game and you're trying to make as many points in each round and get the most points at the end but it's, uh, it, it again visually it's, it's you know, good representation of the game. Plus, it you know throws in different uh, uh, different an- animatics and different things, and you know add to it as well. And, and both both of those uh, definitely recommend uh, from that. Um, trying to think. Then there were a couple of games. I know that Christiana and I are still playing Grand Theft Auto. Her mm-hmm. more than me, but uh, <laughs> you said, did you finish the? I've I've finished single the single player. player campaign now, and so um, no spoilers. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I found it very satisfying. Um, however, I will say, again, no spoilers other than the fact that eventually you do have to make a choice about something that's going to happen, and there's three possible endings that you can get as a result of that choice. So I picked the choice that seemed like the obvious one to me and got a very satisfying ending. I went and I pulled up the two other possible answers on um, on uh, YouTube the, to see what right. the ending would have been. And I was thinking to myself, boy, I am really glad that I didn't pick either of those because I would have been annoyed by those. Wow. I'm not saying it's bad. I guess it's just it's. You Maybe got the right if one. you are the person who would have made that choice, you would find the resulting ending satisfying. But I was not the person that would have made that choice, and I would have <laughs> found those endings very unsatisfying. But I was very satisfied with the one I got. I can't speak for others' experience, and I won't even get into what the choice was. But uh, right. I, I was very pleased with my experience. The game is crazy fun, and I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I keep yeah. I, I still occasionally occasionally feel like I want to jump back in, but there's just so many other games to play. Although one observation, you know, some people joke about how they play a lot of Grand Theft Auto and then they get behind their real car and they feel like, oh, I could just speed through this red light or whatever. <laughs> I've never felt that particular urge at all. But what I did notice is that in the game, I got into a habit of using the sniper rifle scope to look at things that are far away. <laughs> and there have been times in the last couple of weeks where I'm walking around and I was like, oh, God, I wish I had my sniper rifle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not because I want to shoot anybody. Because, yeah. Oh, look at that construction site. I want to see what's going on to over say there. out loud. <laughs> Yeah, and yes. I'm just thinking it probably would not have the, you know, the, the NPCs would not just uh, 
Well, I guess even in the game, they do scream and run away if you pull out a sniper rifle. But <laughs> like still. you do. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played Grand Theft since I don't know, like three, I think. But I and I never got that sensation. I did get that sensation playing Katamari. Oh, I would yeah, be driving down the road it. and I'd see like a bush or fences. I could mm-hmm. totally roll those, and then I could get that street light. <laughs> nice. Um, Paulette um, had a TV question, and I should. We, even though we moved on, please do ask it anyway. Yeah, we'll roll back. Yeah, this is a free-flowing For you. thing. I do want to talk this about City of Heroes. That's the only thing, but let's hear what Paulette asked. Well, we'll I, you know, take it may take her a moment yeah. to uh, uh, to uh, come back up. But, uh, but yes, Grand Theft Auto, awesome. Grand Theft Auto 5. That Which is. is your favorite of the five? Or is there really a difference? Uh, well, there's a whole bunch of the ones in the middle that I never played. Like, I played the two top-down ones, Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. and Grand Theft Auto 2. London. And then I played the the Nintendo DS1 Chinatown Wars. Um, And then I played Grand Theft Auto 4. But I didn't play Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, or San Andreas. So, I, you know, of, of the ones I've played, five's... By far my favorite. Cool. Yeah, this is definitely the best. Has captured my attention more than any of the other ones, even though mm-hmm. I still, it's, it's not one of these games that really, I don't see myself putting in the hours that you have. Uh, I, <laughs> although I have much more fun doing the stuff off the beaten path, like the strangers and freaks and stuff. And the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the little, you know, like the Red Dead Redemption little, you know, blue dots over here where something's, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. stealing something or you can help somebody or uh, cause problems, what have you. I've, I'm having much more fun than that with that than I like actually helping people as stuff. Trevor. <laughs> like <laughs> that, someone, someone's <laughs> like, hey, that guy stole my wallet. And then I like being Trevor and then actually going, just punching the guy, taking the wallet and returning it back to the guy. And he's just like, I had the strangest feeling of goodwill. <laughs> yes, Trevor is definitely the 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 most fun character. I mean, he is the worst character in many ways, but it sort of plays in to the whole idea of the fun of GTA is just doing the crazy stuff that the open world thing gives you allows you to do. And they sort of take that and encompass that into this character that, you know, is just crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. but then he'll he'll say just like the most uh, reflective things. And <laughs> he's just uh, got a great personality and, uh, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy it a lot. When, he, when, I'm, when you're in control of him, you can switch between three different characters and he's definitely the most fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a nice arc as the story develops too. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Started playing uh, a fun iPad game. Ah. Uh, called it's a little older. Called Sword and Sorcery. Oh yeah, I love yes. that. I never yeah, finished it, I, but I I I got stuck in a part and then never came back. But uh, I loved my time yeah. that I spent with it. It's got kind of retro blocky graphics. And uh, very pretty intuitive touch controls when you're going to do combat. You flip it on its side and pulls mm-hmm. the sword out. Um, really great permeating soundtrack that goes throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the all music. Very chip tuny music, yeah. music that's really well integrated mm-hmm. with uh, what's on screen. And 
The only Very cool. downside to me is I think, I guess I think the writing's kind of lazy. Mm. They're going for an aesthetic. They're going for, you know, a uh, tongue in cheek, but like, you know, there's a lumberjack guy and his name's log fella. And there's, that it's kind of, kind stuff of seems slacker a little, chic. Yeah. That wears on me a bit, but yeah. But um, the, the, the part thing. that I got, there's a part you eventually get to where literally you can only, um, you can only do the next thing. Like mm-hmm. the moon has to be in the right phase. Mm. And so I suppose theoretically you could find out when the moon would be in the right phase and set your little system clock to the right time. And that would work. But I just felt like I couldn't be bothered that, that just like I, that was more work than I wanted to go to playing that game. I was going to do it, but then I just never bothered to actually look up when it would need to be to change it. And then I just (laughs) forgot. And then by the time two weeks had gone by, I was kind of over it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Paulette uh, finished asking her television question. Uh, I've been watching Artful Artful Detective on Ovation Channel. It's a Sherlock Holmes-type mystery, but set in 1890s Toronto. Think steampunk CSI, but very polite. (laughs) Anyone else seen it? Uh, I have not. I don't have cable at this time, so... It does um, sound interesting, though. The Ovation does. Channel is that's it's a cable network, I guess, right? I I'm not yes. actually familiar with that one, but Has then again, I arts. never watch anything other than AMC and HBO and Showtime <laughs> usually. Yeah, it has a lot Cartoon of network. Arts <laughs> and concerts and theater stuff, and then some mm-hmm. yeah, some shows yeah. like this. It does it's an intriguing premise, yeah. though? It's perhaps worth checking mm-hmm. out. Um, other games though I'm very sad I was very sad to hear that uh, Watch Dogs which is a ah, yeah. Ubisoft game which is uh, coming out for all platforms the new and the old or current and the new uh, mm-hmm. has been delayed until spring which really affects me because that was my pre-order <laughs> PS4 with Watch Dogs was my well, they've uh, they've said that Amazon, those bundles so. will still be honored, right? I mean, I it's, yeah, yeah, it, it, um, it was never it was never an official bundle. It's just what oh, okay. Amazon put together as here's PS4 with Watch Dogs. Yeah, but I'm I'm right the there with time, you but. that uh, I I have a pre- PS4 pre-order too, and that was one of the two games I was planning to buy right away. Uh, the yeah. other being Neck, which I think looks fun, mm-hmm. but was also going to be the lighter, sillier one to mm. complement the darker, grittier open-world watchdogs. And yeah. so without that one, I feel like I want a more serious game, but like none of the others really appeal to me as much. I'm not yeah, really big into the first-person shooters, so, um, you know, Killzone, Battles, Battlefield, mm-hmm. you know, aren't, aren't that really my thing. And then I'm not a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series either, so... Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. what I did, is I switched... Sw- not switched, but I ordered... Uh, Assassin's Creed 4 for that, so uh, that'll be my mm. my kickoff game there. I, I, I'll be happy with it eventually, but another part of what I'm excited about with that system, though, is all the little indie games that they've got. And so mm. that plus the fact that, you know, there's already tons of games in my backlog, so I'm not really worried about not having anything to play, but it is certainly disappointing. I was looking forward to that one. Yep. 
Um, there was a game that I wanted to talk about, but it's not um, it's not a console game. It's um, just because there's a current Kickstarter for it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we've mentioned it, it before, have we, Chooch? I knew that I was mm-hmm. waiting for no, it. I don't think so. So there's a Kickstarter, uh, Kickstarter now. You can search for. I'll also put it in the show notes. Um, City of Titans, which is the um, feels like City of Heroes um, Kickstarter game that hmm. was. It was initially supposed to launch um, I, like Labor Day weekend, and they did a little bit of a press push for it. So I was there waiting for it to go live, and and it it didn't go live until essentially when we were in fear of the furlough. So we. Now the, the Kickstarter's live. If CR gets signed, we might buy it. There's 18 days remaining. Um, there's, um, it's, it's got, it's supposed to have like a character creator like City of Heroes had, which was one of the really big fun things about it was being able to come up with your, um, your characters in that game. And City of Heroes was a superhero MMORPG that closed its doors. Was that last November? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it was, it's one that we actually, that was our, uh, one of our first podcasts that, um, um, that we did was just because we, we played the game all the time. We talked about it all the time. We were studying patch notes. And so we started the podcast, which led us into meeting people like Christiana and PG and a bunch of other really cool people. So it's a game that I've got a lot of nostalgia for and I'm checking their numbers now. They've already got They've already bat, um, they've hit their goal. They're going into stretch goals. I'm trying not to look at it too much till I know if we can afford to do it. <laughs> but I'm just hoping that it, it it's as good as as what I'm. There's just a basic level of like energy and gameplay and mechanics that I'm looking for. I know What's it'll it never again? be like it's um it's I'm let me link to it. It's um City of Titans. Kicks. City of Titans is the Kickstarter. Oh, you know, that reminds me of a TV show, but uh, I'll come back to that. Right on. <laughs> but there's there's just a certain kind of like what you were talking about was sometimes you want to do just like the side quests or side missions where you do something nice that helps somebody. You're not worried about the overall story arc. You just want to stop and go give that guy his wallet back or whatever. It's like that kind of thing. That was like one of the really fun things is being able to go in there because our Two of our sons played it with us for a while, and I would—I have always naturally gone to empath healer roles and stuff like that. And so, I mean, if they were at school, if Chooch was at work, and I had 20 minutes before I had to be somewhere to pick somebody up, I could just go log into the game, get on my level 50 empath, and just heal groups of people as they're leveling up their lower level, lower level tunes. And the only reason that I ever thought to do that is because it's done so often when you start out, I remember like the second day I ever played and it was the first time I played by myself and some guy just walks up to me and says, are you, are you new to the game? And I was like, yeah, this is first time playing it by myself. And he was like here. And he just like handed me a shit ton of money in game. Good luck. Have fun with the game. It was that kind of um, an energy that you got from that game. It just instantly you get that superhero vibe. And even friends of ours that played Villain's Side, which was an expansion they did for those that wanted to play the Dark Heroes, um, even that on that side, it carried through to that end as well. So that's something that is it has met its uh, minimum. So they're they're doing really great. I'm really glad. And I, I hope we get to throw some money at a game that's that comes live soon because I really do miss it. And it's something that I was just talking about earlier today. And it's it's and and 
again, the people we wouldn't have met, well, Chooch might have met you guys, but I never would have had the nerve to go to a convention if we hadn't done City of Heroes podcast to start with. So, yay, go give them some money if you're interested. Yeah, I keep going over to, uh, I backed the Star Citizen, mm. the Chris Roberts, who did Wing Commander games back in the day. They started a, a Kickstarter for a you know, open universe, whatever, sci-fi, pilot your own spaceship and, you know, sort of an EVE online with more of a, a space combat element. Um, and it's, uh, they've, they've raised, he did part of it through Kickstarter, but they're just doing it through their website. They've raised uh, now $23 million through this, uh, through just crowdsourcing. Wow. And, uh, you know, they've got a lot of stuff going on there. They're, they're going to be rolling, like they rolled out, Recently, the um, the hangar module, which is basically you can just walk around the the dock and look at your ship and climb into it and that sort of thing. And they've they've got all these different levels. There, there's people that have spent like twenty thousand dollars just to be able to have these virtual spaceships at some point in the future when the game goes live. So it's it's quite uh, quite amazing that. Uh, uh, the stuff that goes on with that, but uh, yeah, I, I paid my fifty dollars, and I've got my little ship that will probably be destroyed the first <laughs> first few hours. I'm sure they have insurance yeah. or whatever to make sure you uh, don't lose your ship. Yeah, all that so. says you are making me miss City of Heroes. Oh my gosh, oh. Um, I've got a major nostalgia kick. As a reminder to any anybody watching, if you um, if you are watching on Google Plus, you can use the Q and A app to ask questions. Or you can also go to the comments on the YouTube stream and it's a slightly more chat room style environment going on there. And you could potentially do both if you have the comments page open in the G plus player. So just <laughs> very yeah, good. We can cross pollinate. Anyway, though, um, that what the city of Titans made me think of another TV show I watched. I just re watched the first season of an anime called Attack on Titan. Um, uh -huh. Attack of Attack on Titan is that right? Attack of the Titans is some oh god I'm blanking now on the name of the show. Hang on. Oh, no. Um, it's an anime that I watched um on the Crunchyroll uh app, which is kind of like Netflix, um except for uh for anime. Uh, it is Attack on Titan. Um. And uh, I, I had a like a free trial of Crunchyroll, and so I, I, I signed up for that. And it's basically, you know, it's uh, undubbed anime, no commercials, streaming like Netflix does. And so Attack on Titan is really, really good. It's it's very, it's got kind of a cool original setting and premise and concept. And it's well executed, although uh, I can imagine some people feeling like it's over talky, but I, I love that stuff. So, you know, I, it doesn't bother me <laughs> at all. It's like, sure, they're running for their lives on horseback, which are galloping at full speed, and the enemy is closing in seconds away, and they have time to have a five minute conversation because, of course, <laughs> they do. It's an anime. Anyway. Um, I love that stuff. So anyone who has a problem with that, 
there you might find it this to be too talky, but I I liked it. And so, but basically, the general premise is that we have um, a walled city, although it it's actually much bigger than just like a city. It's more like a walled, small walled nation. Um, but as far as anybody knows, within these walls is all the humanity that remains anywhere, because outside the walls are the Titans, which look more or less kind of like grotesque humans, except that they are like they're they're huge. So like the smallest of them are like 15 feet tall and they get much bigger than that. And they don't seem to want or need anything except to eat people. And in fact, from their studies, they they've been able to determine that they, they don't even actually seem to get any nutrition from that. It's not even about actually eating to digest and survive because they survive for years and years and years without anything. And then eventually after eating enough people, they just throw it all up. <laughs> and so they're, and they are freaking terrifying. <laughs> this is a scary anime. So just word of warning, this is not, you know, you know, high school adventure parade. It's, I, it's, um, it's, it's scary, but it's also very cool because, uh, the humans are doing everything they can to fight back, but like, there's not a lot they can do because these things also like, like they regenerate literally the only way to kill it is you have to hit a very specific spot, like on the back of their neck. Like that's never happened in an anime before, but literally you could blow this thing's head off, but if you don't get that spot, it'll regrow its head in like two minutes. And Mm. so so literally the only way they can find them is they have this cool th- stuff that they call 3d maneuver gear, which is like the most boring ever name for what is essentially combination of a jetpack plus dual grappling hooks, plus dual swords that basically makes them like Spider-Man crossed with a ninja. I was going to say, it sounds pretty badass. It is. It's very cool. And then they just call it, Oh, that's yes. That's the 3d maneuver gear. And it's like, okay, <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's it's very cool, and I I really enjoyed it. It's got some strong characters, and like I said, the Titans are just freaking terrifying. They're they're very scary, and just terms of like a new monster that I haven't seen before that just instantly becomes very memorable. The Attack on Titan really delivers as far as that goes. And so there's there's one season of it which is like 23 episodes, I think. I watched whatever there was on the on on the app and 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 it was good. I I recommend it. Right I've on. tried a couple couple anime on uh, on Netflix and haven't had much luck finding something mm-hmm. that I like. Um, but I have. Uh, have you seen Full Metal Alchemist? Uh, so there's two series of that. There's one that's called Full Metal Alchemist, and then there's Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the second right. one. I've seen all of the first one. Um, I've seen all of the first one and really liked it. I haven't seen any of the second one, even though many people whose opinion I respect say that I would like that one even better. So, but I haven't seen any of that one. Well, I will give that one a try. I have that on my queue because I keep I keep trying trying to find one that I like. <laughs> Essentially, the the difference between the two is that what as as often happens with a lot of anime that is based on a manga is that the anime gets produced way faster than the manga does, and so it gets caught up 
and then they have to just fill fill have filler episodes of story before the next manga comes out. And sometimes the storyline just veers way away from what the manga ends up doing. And that was what happened with the original series of Full Metal Alchemist, mm -hmm. um, is that uh, the story of the show ended up veering way away from what the manga did. And then once the manga was finished, the second series, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, is basically story as the manga actually ended up telling it. So I, that's what I've heard about it, but I, I haven't, I didn't read the manga or I, and I haven't seen the second show, but the first one was good. I liked it. Cool. Well, I'll give that one a try. <laughs> um, my favorite animes. Um, if you haven't seen them, Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Um, and Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Mostly first season, but second, second gig is also good. Those are my favorites. Yes, I, after I've done a lot of research on the Cowboy Bebop, so I, <laughs> I will watch that eventually. But Cowboy Bebop not. has a corgi in it. <laughs> it's one of those that's not on Netflix or anywhere else streaming, I don't think. So. No. Uh, the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumi is also really good. I like that one, too. What's that one? Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumi is an older one, but basically what it's about You're just putting is... You're just putting syllables together there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Haruhi Suzumi is a name. That's I was trying to sound it out, and I'm just put a question mark <laughs> yeah. for her. Haruhi Suzumi. The melancholy of Haruhi Suzumi. And so um, the melancholy of will bring it right up. I can guarantee it. Um, the um, But the basic idea there is you, you have a starting point of just what initially seems like an ordinary high school. But then you have this this weird girl who thinks these she's the center of the universe. But the what the sort of the twist is that she is self-aware about thinking that in the sense of like, oh, but I know I'm not really, except that the twist is she actually is. Oh. But just sort of thinks that like, you know, so she basically uh I don't want to I guess that even that's just a little bit of a spoiler, but the, the issue is that she is determined that she's going to search this apparently mundane world for aliens, time travel, people with psychic powers. She That stuff is out there somewhere, and she's going to find it, um, even though she has never had any luck whatsoever at finding anything concrete. Ever. <laughs> Ever. But she's determined, and she's very opinionated and bossy about it in kind of uh, an adorable way, in, in I think. Um, but the... The thing is, the main character, who is a you know different character than this girl, soon discovers that there really are all of these aliens and time travelers and people with psychic powers who are here to study her because so, she has something to do with why there's so much crazy stuff going on in the world right now. But because they think she's involved somehow, they can't ever let her find out that they're really there. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing is that she, everyone thinks she's crazy, but she's actually right. But the people who know she's right can't let her find out. <laughs> and so I, I really enjoyed it. The second season of that wasn't as good, but I, I still liked it. The second season had a really weird gimmick thing called the Endless Eight, where they kind of get caught in a, in a time loop. But they take the the idea way, way farther 
than they probably should have to the point where they have eight episodes that are virtually identical except for a couple of very small differences in each one. Wow. So actually watching the eight, you, you start feeling like for me to actually have spent this much time watching some of these scenes be exactly the same, I want there to be more that's different and there isn't. Now the payoff at the end is good, but you, you feel like I've, there's several scenes that I've had to watch eight times now, and I wish I hadn't had to watch eight times in order to get to this point. <laughs> um, so I would say probably if you if you get to the point where you're watching the second season, I watched all eight of The Endless Eight, but in all honesty, I say this as someone who would almost never ordinarily recommend this. Watch the first two and then the last two and skip the... Uh, the middle four that'll yeah. still give you the basic out, yeah. effect without having to really spend that extra time. So that's how I felt. Although I did watch all eight of them. Mm. Paulette agrees about, uh, she said that crunchy roll is great. Hulu also has a lot of anime anime now yep. and it works with Chromecast now. So there is way more anime out there than there used to be, but that also just means like not all of it is, great so anyone who's looking to get more into anime you, you need to be careful and not just assume that the first thing that comes up is going to be representative because there's just like any other kind genre of tv show there's lots of great ones but there's also really lots of mediocre and crappy ones all mixed in right so getting back to games probably the the biggest release of the past week was uh, Telltale Games has a new uh, serialized game that's coming out. The first episode of the The Wolf Among Us came out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, based on the Fables universe, which yes. is a series of graphic novels. Um, and if you know the 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 TV shows Once Upon a Time and uh, Grimm are kind of loosely based on the same premise, even though they're not directly ad- adapting Fables. Uh, but this this show or this game is actually set in the Fables universe. It's not just a similar idea. It's it is the universe. Right. It takes place around I guess around twenty years before the Fables graphic novels start. Uh, it's in the eighties, and mm-hmm. uh, the main character is Big B, who Big B as in Big Bad Wolf uh, mm-hmm. is the sheriff of Fable Town. And he uh, quickly gets embroiled in a murder mystery, so it's uh, it's mm-hmm. um, it's really well done. If uh, Telltale's last game was The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which was a five-part uh, game and uh, won a bunch of you know awards for Game of the Year and different things, mm-hmm. and this one definitely got off to a great start. Of course, no spoilers now, but um, there's some things that happened that. Uh, I had to go look up as far as uh, you know the fables universe and some of the articles saying that the the big twist at the end of the first episode is considered canon by uh, Bill Willingham, who's the guy who did the who does See, the, the comic, that, and it's and I look, don't say anything else. Yeah, I know, I, it but doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense that 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 would be there. There's going to have to be some explanation exactly. because anyone who's even read the first. Fable graphic novel is going to say what? Right. 
So we'll have to see how that plays out. But um, it was definitely a, I mean, it's only a, like a couple hours, two and a half hours. If you, you know, stretch it out. Magic stuff is real. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, who knows what could happen there, but right. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's a, uh, for those who haven't played any telltale games, I mean, it's sort of the advancement of the whole point and click mm-hmm. type of adventure story, but it's, a lot more, you know, it's a, a lot yeah. more than that. Now there are uh, combat sequences where you're doing things with the triggers mm-hmm. and the and the sticks to to make things uh, happen. Um, there are choices that you make throughout that um, add replayability because you can do mm-hmm. something in one uh, one uh, playthrough and say, well, you know, I want to do this again and see what happens. And it's interesting you know, that the, you. You say that, though, because I, I'm sure that that's how it is for lots of people, and I wouldn't ever tell anyone how they should play a game. But for me, I can't replay games like this and make different choices, even if I want to see what would have happened. Like, I feel like I have to look that up on YouTube or something because I get so into the stories of these that I feel like what happens for me in my playthrough is what really happened. And right. to even try to play it and deliberately make different choices just to see feels icky to me. And so mm-hmm. I I never do that. Um, yeah. The only, like, there there are some games that I'll replay, but not these ones that are just so narrative heavy, like The Walking Dead. No right. replay at all. You know, what I did is what I did. And in fact, um, actually with Wolf Among Us, I ended up having to uh, replay a little bit of a section because my game actually locked up. Um, oh. Now, I mean, it booted right back up again, and that was only the one problem. But uh, I had to replay a brief section. And even though I had made some choices, I very deliberately made sure to make the same choices <laughs> the second time right. that I made in the first in the, the first one. Right. Even well, though one way. of those had been sort of an accident. <laughs> but. I sort of feel the same way, but I, I I consider my first playthrough like that's the save that I'll use for the next episode. Mm-hmm. But um, in this one, and this is I think a little bit different than the the Walking Dead. I didn't play all the episodes, but it was very clear where there's a couple places where you mm-hmm. know, the game actually pauses and says, "Will you go here and do this, or will you go here and do this?" And so there, I mean, it was like a major break. It's not just because a lot of these are conversation driven and they're things that happen in your conversations where you see a little pop up. If you have the setting where you, the little pop ups happen where you say, so and so will remember you did this, so, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So it might come back in, in later episodes to. Uh, yeah. Well, to, and but, in The Walking Dead, that sort of stuff frequently, it didn't always come back in obvious ways, but uh, some. Like, uh, there's there's a couple of cases, like even just within this first episode, and this I'm I'm not spoiling any details here, but there are examples where you have an opportunity to give a character something early in the episode, um, or not, and then later there's right. actually a use for it. But if you gave it to that other character earlier, then you can't do it now because you don't have it anymore. But you right. could, if you hadn't given it to them, then you could have used it later. Um, and the, starting with The Walking Dead, um, although I, I believe that the Jurassic Park game that they did um, 
before The Walking Dead, which by all accounts was not very good. I didn't play it, but it actually did this first. But I never knew that I wanted dialogue options to have a time limit. But <laughs> in this game, it's just so effective because it makes it, it raises the stakes because in real life, if someone asks you a really loaded, important, intense question, they're not going to let you just stand there for five minutes and go, hmm, what should I say? Well, if I say this, then maybe this. If I say this, maybe this. In the meantime, they're going to be saying, answer me, answer me. And like, so in this game, you, you have to come up with an answer really quick or else they will take your silence as your answer. And and the and the story actually progresses as a result. And I just I I really it's so effective for me. Wow. Well, yeah. That, that would be a like challenge a... for me because I'm the queen of AFK on that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to oh, say yeah, that's how the... I, that's how I got in a lot of arguments with my ex-wife. You know, because I'd sit there like, let me think through this. <laughs> yeah. Instead of giving an answer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I was getting to was that. Um, I did actually play through because unlike the walking dead, you had these really clear two points during this first yeah. episode where you could do these one of two things. And so, you know, I played it through and that's the one that I'll keep. But then I went back and said, well, I want, mm -hmm. I want to see what happens if I'd gone here instead of going here first yeah. and played through that. And then there's another thing at the end where you could chase after right. one person or another and you can, so I did both of those just to see, you know, mm -hmm. how how it would play out, and it was, it, it, I, I like it from just like you're saying the the how they're crafting and organizing the narrative, mm -hmm. having these multiple paths, um, is fun to look at from just mm -hmm. storytelling perspective and other things. And it's one of those, it's one of those things like uh, I've read a lot about the the new PlayStation game, uh, the the Beyond Two Souls. Um, which is one of those things where they're saying that um, you have this narrative where it's it's not about the end point because apparently the end point in the game is the end point. It's mm -hmm. your journey, the things that happen to you and as you're playing, it's going to be your story and your journey, but when you get to the end, it's pretty much going to mm -hmm. be what you know what happens. There's you know, different things that happen. Whereas this type of storytelling, it's You've got actual, you know, mul multiple ways that you mm -hmm. go, yeah. and um, you know, there's... different characters might live or die depending on what you choose. Right, right. And um, um, I played through right. the entire series season of of The Walking Dead, which I recommend that anybody should do. I think that's a fantastic game. It's one of my favorite of the whole last generation, um, especially if you're really into narrative driven games like like I am. Um, but it's true at the end that there, there is not this wide branching tree of possible, like a thousand possible ways for it to all play out. You know, there are places where things kind of funnel back into only a couple of different options. But again, it's kind of like what you were just saying is that that doesn't mean that the choices you made along the way weren't meaningful. Because they still, you know, like, even if a certain character was always going to die at a certain point, and none, none of your previous choices could change that, it does still change how you feel about that character and what happens to them. So 
know, even if they were going to die either way, it's different for you in your experience of the story. If you really liked that character and you always had their back, or if that's the character where, um, uh, you felt like, uh, well, I kind of screwed them over and I always felt a little bad about it. Or if like, Oh, that guy was a dick, you know, Mad Marv says, uh, I need some variety in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, we talked about, you know, mass effect, um, in the past. And, and that's one of those things where, you know, you've got, in the, I mean, Bioware always has played up, you know, the Mass Effect series is, you know, you've got these choices that you're making and they will have an impact, you know, on you and on the story. And it's not really, you know, once you get through these three games, there's really only a couple of things that can happen at the end, mm-hmm. but it's the, you know, all the different characters that you've interacted with and, and some of them have died in some plays, you know, for some players and other players, it's completely different who you, mm-hmm. who you may romance or be with, have these relationships with are completely different. And that's sort of the point of, of that type of game. Um, whereas, you know, a game like uh, Heavy Rain, which was David Cage, which was mm-hmm. the same guy that did the Beyond Two Souls, that game at least you did have, there was like 12 different endings or something for that, for Mm -hmm. that particular game based on all these things that you did. Uh, Whereas one of the criticisms that's coming out about beyond two souls is that you, you know, you can almost play the game, not even trying, like there's no kill state or death state Mm -hmm. for the main character because she has to make it to the end. So there's, it's not like some games where if you do, if you do something wrong, you've got to go back and reload. It's if you're in a fight, you can either do it well and maybe get, you know, have something happen or, or miss, miss time all your stuff and you're, you get beat up, but you're still going to survive and get, you know, get mm-hmm. to the next section. So, um, yeah, know, different, different that, one, on that. that one's for, for whatever reason, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it just, I, I see the stuff for that and it just doesn't make me want to, play it and I mean it might be great I might love it if I actually put it in but somehow it just doesn't grab me yeah me neither I liked Heavy Rain that's (laughs) all that I had for this evening to talk about did did you have anything else Chooch Viv not I we've literally just been watching Deadwood Doctor Who (laughs) um, what was the other one I said I can't even remember now Oh, you were watching Tudors. Yeah. Yeah, the Tudors. Um, The only other thing that I have is that I've been playing a ton of Spelunky on my PlayStation Vita. Uh, I know that game is, is, it's available also on PC and I think Xbox 360. And I guess it's on, um, there's probably a PSN version too, in addition to the the Vita version that I got. Um, That is a great game for it's I play it while other stuff is happening. Like it's not something I always devote all my attention to because basically it's, it's a platformer, but it's got randomized levels and it's really hard. And you start all the way back at the beginning every time if you die, but it's just something about the way it's randomized and, you know, like it's not patterns in terms of the way the level looks, but just in terms of knowing you know, okay, well, I need to make sure before I drop down this, you know, this gap, I need to kind of look down. Oh, is there a thing I can land on down there? Maybe not. Um, and like, oh, I better pick up this plate, 
pot and throw it against the wall instead of whipping it right in front of me because there might be a spider in it, something like that. <laughs> but it's always different every time. But it's the same enough that it kind of pushes that that button in your head of, is this different or is this the same? Is this the same or is this different? And then that that sort of you know iterative discovery. <laughs> Um, it's very compelling. It makes me keep wanting to, you know, one more try, one more try. Mm-hmm. Sort of like our our rogue legacy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's type, very it's it, so. very similar. It presses a lot of the same buttons. Um, mm-hmm. it's a little quicker paced than that. Meaning, um, you know, you are like even once you're starting to get good, you're still talking about five to seven minutes for each playthrough. And, and rarely having it go longer than that. Right. Well, you heard Christiana say that The Walking Dead was one of her favorite games of this generation. If you want to hear <laughs> more about that, you can go watch the, uh, the the special episode we did a couple weeks ago about the uh, specficmedia.com's uh, favorite games of this generation. We did a uh, top ten list uh, for a Decided on a top ten list based on uh, Justin McCumber and um, and Christiana and I person our personal lists. We knocked it down to ten games and then we ranked those ten games. And you could listen, uh, watch that over at YouTube. And um, recently, uh, finally got our first episode of uh, Ten Ten Forever up, uh, and that was a lot of fun and. Put a lot of work, time in for the video production, putting in a bunch of images and video and all that good stuff. So uh, it's a it's a fun watch, I hope. And uh, Valerie Durham and I recorded, we filmed our uh, second episode, or episode one, which is our second episode. But uh, we talked about Tintin in the land of the Soviets, and it's it's very funny because we use. We use Hangouts for our communication so we can tell, you know, we're talking to each other, but we're actually filming with actual cameras. Uh, so <laughs> it's very funny because the if someone wanders by, because we're not, you know, promoting that we're, we're recording these, but we're just using this, but the people will stop by and start posting in the chat, why are you guys not looking at the camera? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not looking at this camera, we're looking at the camera over here. So it's uh, funny. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, uh, getting getting into the editing of that. Uh, got in touch with iTunes. Uh, our consumption feed for the audio episodes of this uh, should be up on iTunes in the next couple of days. Right. I hope. <laughs> um, and episode, I'm catching up on those. Episode five will be released tomorrow. The audio version, and then uh, finish up the rest of those. I've got those in the queue. Uh, ready to go there, and that's about it. Breaking news, it's week. over. The House has approved legislation already passed by the Senate to reopen the government mm. and raise the federal debt limit. <laughs> Yay. Gotta go run over to the City of Titans Kickstarter real quick. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting paid. Still time. I'm in the showing of gravity. No, yes. yeah. So it's when the paycheck hits the account is when we actually start spending. Until then, it's just dream bill paying. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we will definitely be talking about gravity more um and mm-hmm. hope, hope in the meantime everyone should go see it no yes, Nicole, no discussion other than that 
Yeah, oh, we sorry. already. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, recommended highly by by those who have viewed it. But we will talk in a non-spoilery and then probably a little spoilery fashion mm-hmm. next, uh, next time. Um, and uh, we hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next time on SpecFitMedia.com presents Consumption. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial share alike, 3.0 unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it.